0: Hey, it's Leah Rance from Afternoons on Laser 99.3, and I'm joined by Jared Maple again. And on this week's episode of Afternoon Rance, proudly sponsored by Academy Mortgage of Agwam, they get the deal closed. We are talking Avengers Endgame. And yes, there will be spoilers. Leah Rance,
1: Afternoon Rance.
0: It's been a time, Jared. It's really, it's been a time lately. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: Yeah, I think we're in the same boat there. It's, it's been a bit, <laughs> but guess what?
0: Has April been crazy for you? Oh,
1: you have no idea. Yeah. Uh, okay, actually, you probably have some semblance of an idea, but, you know. What's been going on with you? Uh, mostly school. It's final season, so just, you know, school, work, attempt to sleep... Then you know, wake up the next morning. You know,
0: I feel I've been working on that play, Significant Other. We've been in Hell Week, aka Tech Week, and you knew immediately what I was talking about because uh, you know, yeah, that's not fun. You, you run, you run to rehearsal, you stay there till midnight, and then I'm back here at the station, and it's like I had to go run to the CVS to buy body wash because Iris like <laughs> I have no body wash right now. <laughs> like I have, I have nothing <laughs> <laughs> because I, I haven't gone anywhere. i am just literally going to the studio and. Gateway you, City Arts.
1: You know what though? Like kudos to you for still caring about your hygiene during tech week. That's that's something not a lot of people do. I like like you know what your teeth are still white, you know, like it's just a, kudos. Kudos, well, honestly.
0: Well, like when you're sweaty and you're changing, it doesn't feel good when your costumer's <laughs> trying to like put on your dress and I'm like, I'm sorry I haven't shaved and I've got like <laughs> This body odor, it's just gross. I was like, oh, I'm freaking out. I gotta, I gotta take care of this. So yeah, it's been it's been a stressful week. And then um it's been a stressful month, that Aries energy. And also, in addition to Game of Thrones ending, which is my favorite show of all time, my babies, Avengers. Mm-hmm. Avengers endgame is ending. And, well, it is, it's it, ended. It, yeah. Um, and before we jump into this podcast, you know, or this episode rather, I just really I just want to warn: there's going to be spoilers because we just have to talk about this freely now. Yeah. You know what? It's been it's been a minute since it's been released. I feel like that's a fair amount of time. So, like, if you don't want to get spoiled, this is this is the part to leave now. Actually, actually,
1: quickly, it was good. <laughs> that's all that we can say without spoiling anything. It was like it was a good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed myself.
0: I as did I. Now, if you don't want to get spoiled, this is your last call. I- Tony Stark dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> OK, if we're just going to jump straight into this, uh, I actually lost a bet with other street Teamer Gavin on this because we we got there like an hour early because, you know, we wanted to be like first ones there going in. We both thought that they were going to stay true to the comics. We were like Cap is going to die at the end of this. I was like, he's going to take the Infinity Gullet, He's going to snap. He's going to be the one to die. Hundred percent. And it was the complete opposite. But Gavin also thought that Iron Man was going to die. And I was like, no way. No, way. they're going to keep Tony Stark. He'll be like a Nick Fury type. He'll be running the Avengers from, like, the background. And, um, yeah, they they shattered my heart.
0: Now, see, that's really interesting. So I will admit that I'm one that I started to get into the comics after the, the movies, and I'm mm. still, like, because the interesting thing about the comics is that they are just so, you know, they go into so many different realms, so many different timelines, so many different, you know, things that this really could have gone a little bit anywhere you know yeah. and it's interesting to hear from someone who has like read the comics beforehand you're like okay well this is you kind of had sort of an idea of what was going to happen at this point I had no idea I was like I, I, don't, I have no clue and I, I wouldn't even read things that I saw there was a part, part where they were like oh this is the times to leave for bathroom breaks and I was like nope I don't even want to <laughs> know about a scene in this movie like at all you know
1: well actually so how did you fare with the bathroom breaks because I was actually good.
0: I was good. I I, was good. I made it. Well, I gotta tell you, I'm a fanatic, so when I went into the theater, so I went to the midnight showing of Thursday. It was the earliest one I could get, and I got center in the Cinemark in the leather seats. I was like, we're not playing. I got the <laughs> the commemorative cups. I was like. Oh,
1: you went all out. I went all you spent like $15 on a cup.
0: <laughs> I, I did. I went all out. I, I filled that cup and didn't drink a single thing out of it. Good on you. Because I was like, no, sir, I'm not missing a single second of this. I'm very good at staying dehydrated.
1: Yeah, I'm actually, I mean, I'm usually the type of guy to drink, like, gallons of water a day. But, uh, so I actually did the work release, because I, fr- I went on Friday night with a with a handful of friends of mine. And so I did the work release for Rock 102 and immediately went to the Eastfield Mall afterward. I did not drink anything from, like, 4 o'clock that afternoon onward. And I was, I was like, I was thirsting by the time that movie got out. Yeah. I, I couldn't handle it.
0: When this movie came out, I was very upset because... My best friend works on these films. She worked on Infinity War. Lacey Hudson. She was a production assistant. And you'll see her name in the credits. And I I cried. And and I've gotten to see every single premiere with her except this one. It fell on a Wednesday. I had Marvel trivia right afterwards. There was no way that I could see this with her. And she is the Bucky to my cap. There's no doubt about Mm -hmm. it. So I was just like, oh, this is going to hurt, you know? Um, This
1: is, like, if you're into these movies, you have a story of some kind, right? Like, so when I was 10, I went to go and see the first Iron Man movie in the theaters with my dad. Yeah. And that's what made me a comic book (sighs) fan
0: with your dad me too yeah, that yeah. was dur- that was me and my dad and we went and saw it
1: it was just such like it, it was like a nice like catharsis to finally like see all of this kind of happen you know yeah. just like this is the end of a 10 year saga which has never been able to like this is the first time anything like this has ever happened in cinematic history whatever your thoughts are on comic book movies You can't deny the fact that how impressive it is that this has been done.
0: Right, because I don't think when you were a kid, you were first going in 2008 into that Iron Man movie. I mean, I remember going with my dad and we had seen, now just to give you an idea beforehand of the movies we had seen, Daredevil (laughs) and... (laughs) (laughs) and Spider-Man. So we were thinking, okay, cool. And I do recall, I don't remember much about the experience, but I recall thinking to myself, I was like, this is a little bit better than your average superhero movie, Mm -hmm. but I had no idea of what they were planning, you know? And Robert Downey Jr. was kind of a surprise because in the 90s, he was such a um, controversial figure. I mean, he went to jail. He had a very, like, kind of rough past and this was kind of his redemption project Mm -hmm. so I mean and there's no doubt about it he is Tony Stark there's no
1: oh 100% there's
0: no yeah line before it so I had no idea and I don't think anybody did of what they were planning for this entire cinematic Mm -hmm. universe and if anything this makes me hopeful for the future that maybe Hollywood execs see that character building and world building uh, you know Matters. It, it matters. You yeah. get really invested in these people in these characters. I mean, there's going to be a Hawkeye series. Thank was- God,
1: finally, <laughs> finally. Okay, <laughs> so I, I have, I have been saying this since day one. Like since, since these movies started coming out, everybody was always just like, "Oh, Hawkeye's so lame. He has a bone and No, no, no. He said, like, "Hawkeye is a badass. Just the movies didn't do him justice until Endgame. All right. Yeah. That was like he."
0: He was, mm. This was a a Hawkeye movie, kind of. Yeah,
1: really, yeah. They so as much as th- this movie was like an Iron Man and a Captain America movie, they really put a lot of focus on Hawkeye, Nebula, Black Widow, like the basically the secondary characters. And they all, for the most part, had kind of like conclusive-ish endings.
0: But I would argue the movie was ultimately a send-off to the original six. And I kind of want to get into the send-off of each original character that we know is no longer going to return. The original six being Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man.
1: Well, Some more conclusive than others, unfortunately. But,
0: right. Yeah. I'm just going to read the film synopsis real quick, just to give the baseline. Adrift in space with no food and water, Tony Stark sends a message to Pepper Potts as his oxygen supply starts to dwindle. Meanwhile, the remaining Avengers that did not die during the snap from Thanos, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, and Bruce Banner must figure out a way to bring back their vanquished allies for an epic showdown with Thanos, the evil demigod who decimated the planet and the universe. I don't know about you, but the minute the credits like th- th- started, I just didn't know. How about that very first scene?
1: That was heart-wrenching. I...
0: Because you kind of expect a little bit of preamble. These movies, they are Disney, and you expect there to be a bit of lightness to it. But Infinity War ended on such a dark note. Yeah. Um And then you just jumped right back into it. I mean, Hawkeye, he's with his kids. And by the way, I never cared about that little storyline beforehand with Age of Ultron. Oh,
1: it was always so nice. I feel like that was like the one like redeeming factor of Age of Ultron. I was like, (laughs) well, because I've always been a Hawkeye fan. So I'm just like, you know, he's finally starting to get like some form of like a character, you know, like a character arc here.
0: I think I was getting irritated because I was like, dude, like what? We're spending all this time. You know, that was the difference between Joss Whedon and the Russo brothers when it came to director's. Styles and why Joss, Joss Whedon, that was ultimately his last stage of Ultron film.
1: Well, So I think Joss Whedon's, like, I think his heart was in the right place when it came to, like, bringing in, like, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. But, like, he didn't really do that in, like, in a way that Joss Whedon should have been able to do. I'll put it yeah. that way. So, like, Scarlet Witch, I mean, obviously she has a, a few pretty big moments in Endgame where she really kind of comes, like, mm-hmm. full circle. But, like, Quicksilver is such a cool character and they axed him within, like, an hour and a half of screen time. I can't, I like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that.
0: Oh, it was the the dumbest. Yeah. I mean, it, it really was. That was the moment where everybody collectively was like, okay, take away from Joss Whedon now. Take this away from him. Yep, he doesn't yep. know what he's doing. Um. So... That first scene though the and the the kids disappear and he's looking around and I immediately started sobbing. <laughs> Did you have that moment in the theater when you're watching it and everybody collectively realized what the hell was going on? Yeah,
1: so uh, I had a fi- I had like I assumed that like at least like one or two of Hawkeye's family members were going to die in that scene because like the second I saw Hawkeye, I was like, oh no. I was like, this is this, this is going before be- the snap. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. Th- th- I'm going to feel bad after this. But uh, so like when he turns around and you just see like the dust, like me and and like the group of friends I went with, we all looked at each other. We were like, what the
0: hell? We were like, this just happened. <laughs> all you could hear me was just going. <laughs> and Kyle was like, oh, my God. Well, can I just say as a total aside, I was weirdly attracted to Hawkeye for the first time ever. And it's only because they gave him a tattoo sleeve and a different haircut. I swear to you God. Like, wait, did you like the mohawk? I did. I oh, no. Like the the hawk, hawk I was like... <laughs> I I was like, why am I attracted to Hawkeye? Oh, it's because he has tattoos now and he's in Japan. I, the tattoos I think were a
1: good <laughs> choice. I can't. Uh, that haircut still throws me off. I'm not gonna lie. I, I at least love when it. he first shows up, I, I think like later in the movie when he he gets a haircut at some point, and I'm like I'm like okay, you know, he he looks a bit better now. All right, yeah. he just has kind of like the fade on the side. That's that's a lot more manageable than weird rat tail mohawk thing that he had going on <laughs> in the beginning.
0: This movie, I actually sobbed like multiple times in, i'm not gonna lie just mm. sobbed because i felt like it was like the end of of an entire not even just the era of these characters but the, an era of my life you know what i mean this mm. movie was a love letter to you know avengers and it was 100 yeah it was a love letter to the original six honestly that's what the main focus was on i feel like they did that pretty well but um it was cool that we got to examine these really iconic scenes, you know, where they're all just standing there together for the first time as the Avengers and Hawkeye has his bow drawn and Thor has his hammer and Loki's just sitting there. And, you know, and it was this really iconic shot of like, these are the Avengers. And we got to see it from a different angle as, you know, Tony and, and Steve are all just kind of running around mm-hmm. the scene. And, and, um, and then when they gave like a, a, a moment about winter soldier my favorite scene in all of the all of the movies that ever came out was that scene where captain america gets into the elevator with all of the shield uh you know employees that he knows are secretly hydra operatives and they even did a bit of a throwback to that
1: okay yeah and that was a very controversial comic that came up uh only a few years ago i love this movie so much just because this was a movie for a the people who have been watching this since the beginning B, they threw in so many different references to like just these super iconic Marvel moments from the comics because they have in Civil War 2, which is already in the which has been a comic, I think, from 2016. But uh, they have this really iconic thing that got it got memed to hell when it first came out. Captain America, he basically kills a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that's flying a Quinjet, and he looks like, basically, at the reader in the comic, and he's like, Hail Hydra, Mm -hmm. right? And so, like, there's so many of, like, those little references dropped in. Everything from, like, when Hulk is holding up, like, Avengers HQ, that's a scene from the comics, where he's basically, to a little bit of a lesser degree, but in the comics, there's this super iconic scene where Hulk is literally holding up a mountain, uh, while the rest of the Avengers are like, Hulk, please save us, right? They did that. They had Cap hold Thor's hammer. They had Hawkeye fighting uh, Thanos's forces, which is another like he he there's he fights them a lot in the mm-hmm. comics. I'll put it that way.
0: Now, something that I noticed a lot of people when I would ask them about the movie and I would say, you know, what did you think about it? The one of the first things that comes out of their mouths are. I just didn't understand how Captain America could pick up uh, Mjolnir, Thor's hammer. Oh. mm. And see, the thing of it is, is this is really one of those movies where you have to have, this was made for the fans. This was made for for people that have watched these movies over and over and over again. Because it is only briefly hinted in the MCU that this could actually be a possibility that Mm -hmm. Captain America could wield his hammer. But um when in Age of Ultron they are all having that kind of funny scene. And you think it's kind of a throwaway scene where everybody's trying to pick up Thor's hammer. And of course none of them are worthy. They can't budge. Even um Iron Man and Rody try to both like pull it with their uh <laughs> with their Iron Man hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and when Steve Rogers picks it up, he just it budges just slightly and uh Thor gets this look like oh shit like, you know, uh, and, and that's all it was. So it was always kind of maybe a possibility. And obviously, mm-hmm. because of uh, who Captain America, Steve Rogers is as a person, it would kind of make sense that he would be able to, you know. Yeah.
1: And that that's another one of those super iconic scenes from the comics. Um,
0: Black Widow dying was the least uh, nobody, nobody mentions it to me when I ask them, I say, what do you think about the movie? Well, how did Captain America be able to hold? And they never talk about it unless I bring it up. It's the weirdest thing. Mm. And they all kind of brush it off like, well, she didn't have a family, so. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still, I don't know. I felt like Nat was, man, she was like, they really built up. You know, in the first Avengers, you were kind of like, eh, it's Hawkeye and Black Widow. Who cares? Mm -hmm. They don't have superpowers, but I mean. Man, by the end, by Avengers Endgame, it's like we felt like we knew these characters, yeah. you know. And I was de- devastated. I, I
1: can almost guarantee you that when they were writing the script, they must have had two different versions: one where Hawkeye died, and the other where Black Widow died. Like, because yeah. from so from Hawkeye's perspective, if he does all of this to save his family again, that would have been like like character arc started, completed, one movie done. However, Black Widow, and she's mostly hinted at this, like in the other movies, mostly Age of Ultron, where she's talking about how she feels like she almost like, needs to atone for like all the people she killed when she was an yeah. assassin, right? So, like, I think either way, from a storytelling perspective, I completely would understand it. However, I still think it would have been better if Hawkeye sacrificed himself instead. Truthfully, yeah, I, I think so, and I, I'm like a I'm like a Hawkeye fanboy, but I think like it would have just been like, a really nice character arc for like Nat to come home. Would've been very heartbreaking, but if Nat like went back to like Clint's farm and like, how to tell like his family, and I think that would have been.
0: Oh, I think that,
1: that, that would have elevated the emotional level of that movie to like a whole other level.
0: Oh, like, yeah, wow. She has to tell little Matt, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: that I, uh, would have hurt getting again to the send offs of each of the original six. So, we just talked about Black Widows mm-hmm. and how we felt about that. And with Hawkeye, you know, we already know that he's going to be getting a series. Um, which I, I'm not gonna lie, I've never been the biggest Hawkeye mm. fan, so I'm just kind of like okay i mean i'll watch it but like yeah, yeah. uh hulk
1: i okay that this was another thing where th- this was just like such a good love letter to like if you know the whole comics you know professor hulk and i was so excited when i when i saw basically when i saw hulk wearing a shirt i was like they did it those <laughs> madmen. <laughs> and then then he's you know he's on screen for five minutes and he dabs and i'm like oh that that hurt
0: well, you know, to be to be honest, this this film was, as it was being produced, Fortnite was the biggest yeah. thing in the world, and it's just crazy in this day and age now how quickly things go out of fashion as yep. quickly as they did. So I truly believe with the Fortnite references that they do in in Thor and with uh, you know when he you're in New <laughs> Asgard and uh, in. Hulk, I feel like they were in vogue at the time, and I don't feel like they were doing them ironically. I mean, of course, they were doing them for laughs because seeing Professor Hulk dabbing and and he's like your dad, basically, you know, of course it was going to be funny, but I don't think that they realized the implication of how ridiculous it was. I think this is
1: like the biggest, I I would love to see the numbers behind this because it it must have been a huge advertising thing. Because so Fortnite was obviously in the movie, right? But uh, the whole, like, oh, Thanos is, is in Fortnite thing, like, that, that was last year. So, like, I, I would love to see how much money was thrown between oh, these two companies I can't even imagine. to see that happen.
0: So you knew that this was going to be Professor Hulk. How about when he sees his old self so in Avengers, and he can't be angry anymore, so he just, like, half-heartedly like, punches uh. the car. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> it was so great. It was so good. Yeah.
0: I- so, um, and I felt like, though, out of the six, we really don't know where Hulk is going to, Professor mm. Hulk or whatever, is going to fall at the end of this. Uh, You know, the last shot we see in the movie of him is he's the one operating the time machine to have cap go back and return the stones and then we just don't really know mm. where he he's like when he flew off in that ship <laughs> all those yeah. years ago where was he going i don't know but now he's in ragnarok like <laughs>
1: well so he's are you familiar with the whole like planet hulk slash world war hulk storyline refresh okay so so it starts with planet hulk which uh in the comics uh in the beginning of civil war they're like hey if we're going to be fighting we can't have Hulk as a part of this. He will go ballistic and he will actually kill people, right? Because it's mostly in the comic version of Civil war, they're fighting over uh, if they should reveal their secret identities or not, and it's one of like the most like prolific comic book storylines ever. But they come to a mutual agreement, and it's uh, the Marvel Illuminati, and it's like Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, Mister Fantastic, and a couple others, and they basically uh, and un- they send an unwilling Hulk into space, right? And they're supposed to basically the rocket that they sent him off and was supposed to get rerouted back to Earth after like a set amount of time. Uh, Hulk went, for lack of a better word, ape sh- and the rocket and that jettisoned him off course into like this gladiator planet, which was basically Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. But um, instead of Thor Ragnarok in the comics, he takes over this gladiator planet and then he takes like his legion of people that he's been leading now and gets revenge on the Avengers at Earth. So he stops on the moon, kills, like, most of the Inhumans.
0: Oh, so he becomes a villain. Yeah,
1: he becomes a villain for the storyline. And then, um... Once he basically finishes off most of the inhumans on the moon, he comes down to Earth and he just wrecks havoc. Like the entire East Coast is gone by the end of that storyline. Now,
0: do you think that's what they were kind of setting up for in Avengers Endgame or what now? Because now he's in mild mannered. He's he's Bruce Banner. Yeah. So where do you think they're gonna I don't know. Mark but Ruffalo has said he's not interested anymore.
1: That's in the playing. but like those are like the two big that's I mean, like those two stories really tie together and they're like the really only super memorable hulk story for a lot of people so i don't really i think he, his character might be done i think he just might yeah. be in the background from now on unless they use like nat's death is like some kind of motivator for that but i don't see that oh, happening that
0: was such a tenuous I i'm know. just so glad that they didn't really focus a lot on that because that whole pairing and age of ultron that
1: yeah that, yeah it was forced it was oh, forced.
0: that was so weird um so thor mm. what did you think of his send off
1: i okay so personally I mean, A, they're going to be doing Asgardians of the Galaxy next, Mm -hmm. which I'm pumped for. But I I think Fat Thor kind of overstayed his welcome. I'll be honest.
0: I'm sorry. Wait, did you just say Asgardians of the Galaxy? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's what it's called. Yeah. Asgardians of the Galaxy when Thor teams up with the Guardians. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that It's amazing. Yeah. What if it had been a fourth movie, though, and be Guardians of the Galaxy Thor? I would, I love that. I love that. That's great. Um, I can't take credit for that one. That was Lacey. So, so you know, we see him at the end of this movie, and he's obviously he's getting in the ship with uh, a nebula who's still alive somehow. Oh, well, uh,
1: that's uh, it's the 2018 nebula.
0: Okay. So even though she stabbed herself, she can still because that's something I always was like.
1: Oh, oh! You mean when she shot like her past self?
0: Yeah, she killed herself. Oh yeah, yeah. I
1: thought so, she would die. So I think what that does, this without getting super into the time travel logistics of Marvel movies, because it's they take a really weird approach to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it basically it doesn't. So like, Hulk could go back and kill his past self, right? He was like, "Hey, knock it off," and you know, kill past Hulk for mm-hmm. rampaging around New York City. That present day Bruce Banner will still be the same.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's just it's a really weird thing where it doesn't affect their future.
0: So does that mean Gamora could still be?
1: So Gamora, the the present-day Gamora was sacrificed to the Soul Stone, so I don't think she can come back. But I think the 2014 Gamora, I think she's still in the current timeline.
0: So maybe they can re-meet her in this new Guardians movie? Yeah. So I don't Guardians. know.
1: <laughs> as Guardi- yeah. So I think th- they actually tease that at the end. When they're um in the Guardians ship, Uh, you quickly see... Uh, Peter with like a, it, there's a picture of Gamora like a like a yeah. holograph picture and he like swipes and it just says missing so I'm assuming that's what volume three is going to be
0: about okay so so you think that this says Guardians of the Galaxy is Thor going to be joining them oh 100%. and they're going to be looking for Gamora hmm getting back to what you said fat fat thor so fat thor was a big secret that yeah. uh my friend who worked on the film she was like i kept that under wraps so long she was like it was so hard to keep <laughs> that because i guess initially when you first see him and it's hilarious because he really mm-hmm. does he's got the dreads and he's like got the, the the he's lebowski he's lebowski right and he's drinking beer and uh You know, you kind of think to yourself, oh, it's going to be like a cartoon where he's going to just pop back, you know, because he's a god, he's a mythical, you know, and and, and it never does. It never does. He's fat the entire thing. (laughs) I did read...
1: Anyway, what I wanted them to do in this movie, at least what I thought they were going to do as I was watching it, was they they find, you know, Lebowski Thor, let's call him that from now on, and then... um, I thought after he met his mother, I thought he was going to go through, like, an Asgardian, like, workout routine or something. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, maybe, like, when he caught Mjolnir and, like, the lightning strikes out, it, like, just sheds the fat. I thought that would have been amazing. God,
0: <laughs> wouldn't that be great if the if his hammer just, like, that melted? That so cool.
1: I would have loved that.
0: <laughs> I love that when he did grab it, though, he got a slight braid that in his funny. hair. That was funny. That was cool. That yeah. was great. I, I felt like it added, man, I really felt like of, of the six, mm-hmm. they got... Thor right. They just did it. They finally got his tone right. He oh, yeah. had the biggest tonal shifts of any character in the, the whole MCU. In the first two films, he was super serious, almost Shakespearean in the way he yeah. talked. And then Taika Waititi came in, and the director of Thor Ragnarok, and he was like, guys, this is the God of Thunder. Like, let's, like, make it a little more fun and ridiculous. And he felt like the most Funny enough, despite him being a god, he felt like almost one of the most human characters because he was having panic attacks because he had messed up so bad with um, Infinity War by missing the head. And then he chops off the head. So he really didn't miss the head. And, I mean, he's just messing up left and right. And he's really unsure at this point of the plan that they've got because he's like, I'm the one that messed up the most. So. I felt like they really did kind of give him an awesome kind of personal he had an well, I, I flaws. think his story
1: was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And
0: I, so, but you didn't like but but from your face you're saying you don't do you not like the Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I,
1: I actually I love the Asgar- the uh Guardians of the Galaxy. I just thought that again, just I thought this movie was mostly about like closing up all of the loose ends and like really just doing a ton of character development. I thought it would have been great for his character if, like, after he kind of had that catharsis with his mother, if he, if that kind of, like, motivated him to, like, get back in shape. Because even though I, I did think it was hysterical, I think the first, I think everybody laughed the first time they they saw Fat Thor in, like, his clubhouse and he's playing Fortnite, you know? Yeah. Like, I think everybody got a crack out of that. But I think just, like, later in the movie, if, he, if, like, during that final battle, if he was, you know, back to, like, regular Thor, I think, I don't know, I think, like, tonally it would have made more sense, right?
0: Uh, you know what? I'm I'm totally cool with it because it showed even if I got my beer belly going on, I'm still going to whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're going to get whooped and I have extra weight on me. So That's I got fair. that extra throw. Uh, I'm not know? taking
1: like any like points out for that. I, I just thought, because again, like, all in all, I still love what they do with Thor's character oh, in this yeah. movie. 100%. All the way through? Oh,
0: well, you know there's going to be a joke now in Asgardians. I think that they're going to get rid of the whole Lebowski look by the oh, time yeah. Asgardians hits, but there's definitely going to be a crack about that, too, about him and Quill trying to get into shape, and Quill trying to outdo him. Oh, there's, there's already... Oh, that, that's like, happening. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, so... Uh, I'm I'm doing it on level of importance kind of, uh, but yeah. I would say that this was an Iron Man movie. So, what did you think of Captain America's send off?
1: Uh, I thought it, Cap had his happy ever after, so I'm I'm <laughs> super happy that that's how they did it. I think, and again, like the whole time travel shenanigans kind of. It, I don't I don't want to think about the time travel shenanigans because that was like the best way they could have sent off Chris Evans Captain America. Are you, are you in agreement? Oh yeah, totally. You, you're you're just, getting emotional. I'm just
0: trying not to cry. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, oh man.
1: Okay. Well, so in the comics, both uh, Bucky and Falcon do take up the mantle of Captain America at one point or another. I thought that in the MCU they were building up Bucky a little bit more to take you know the mantle, but I th- I still think it was a cool way that the because originally, um, in the mo in the most recent version of the comics, uh. Cap gets drained of a super soldier serum, turns into old man Cap, and then he gives his shield to Falcon. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be cool to see what they do with that because I think they're doing a series for the Winter Soldier and Falcon, I believe, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. So, I mean, regardless, I, I think it'll be a really cool way. I think Cap's character got, like, Probably the best case scenario send off that he could have other than the whole self-sacrificing thing.
0: He I always stand by the fact that he had the most tragic story of any of them in the fact that he was a man displaced from his time who was just simply trying to serve his country. And he not only lost the love of his life, he lost everybody that he thought he had. Then he gets Bucky back. But Bucky's not who he once was, and he never will be again. He's even still just this PTSD-riddled, you know, uh, assassin, ex-assassin, and it's just heartbreaking because Cap never seems to get what he wants, but he's always, like, willing to kind of take it on the chin, and he just keeps going, and he keeps doing what he thinks is best, and, and whether that means sacrificing everything. So... I felt like, oh man, and I was, oh, I got to tell you though, before I get into it, Mm -hmm. it was so funny because I was trying so hard to avoid spoilers that I ran directly, when I got to the theater, I ran directly into the theater I was supposed to. (laughs) When the movie was still showing, and I didn't realize, and the f- scene I saw, Aww. and now I look back on, but I didn't recognize, thankfully, what was oh. going on was old man Cap talking to Falcon. I had no idea it was Captain America, but Damn. that's how good the makeup was, is I was like, what's up with this? I I, I, I only caught a glimpse of it, realized what was happening, and I ran out because I almost <laughs> spoiled it for myself, but I had no idea what was going on. Um, I, God, man, I got so... Uh, I I wasn't upset. I was extremely happy with the way that Captain Mm -hmm. America's send off was the fact that he gets to go back in time and he gets to be reunited with the love of his life, arguably one of the loves of his life. Yeah, you know, he might
1: be kind of he might have a thing for, you know, the love of his well, uh, the love of his life's niece, you know, that might, that might be a thing.
0: Oh, that's just weird. we we never talk yeah, about okay, that. Yeah. Okay, so are not, what not, a not dumb. going to address that. I gotcha. love that they never brought her back. I'm
1: happy with that. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I was talking about the one he left behind yeah, in yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> Bucky. <laughs> um but but the fact that and then that was the last scene in the film of mm-hmm. them dancing and I was just, "Oh my god. I couldn't stop crying for a solid like the credits kept rolling and I was like <gasps> you know what I mean I was like mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that's how it ended because I was just like oh god you know please just give this man a bone here like just let him have some happiness um and then finally Iron Man
1: yeah okay so uh, I've been a pretty big Iron Man fan ever since I saw the movie uh, basically since I ever saw the first movie in theaters right mm-hmm. and oh my god it, that was gut-wrenching watching him finally you know fade away That 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 hurt
0: we all knew it was going to happen. I feel like everybody that went into Avengers Endgame knew was one of the major players were going to die, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and RDJ, you know, Robert Downey Jr., his his contract was up. We kind of all knew this was – he's getting older, even though he doesn't really look it. That man still looks amazing. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, but we we all kind of knew, and yet it was still actually having it happen. Oh, man. And there were so many beautiful moments they gave his character to. I felt like finally that he gets a daughter. Yeah. And he, and he gets to be a father and the love you three thousand and
1: oh. oh my God. That was that was gut wrenching oh. The Love You Three Thousand. Oh And
0: I feel like a very underrated scene in this movie is when he got to meet up a lot of this movie focused on familial ties, you know. We mm-hmm. got to see um Tony Stark get to meet up with his father again, but
1: He he met up with Spider Man as he died too. That he, was like Yeah. So, when when they all came back, when they were all snapped back to life from Hulk, right? Spider-Man had his Uncle Ben moment again. Again. Oh, this yeah. boy can't catch a break. And I felt so bad. Like, that... Which, by the way, Pepper being in the armor, a little bit different from the comics, but still cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, I mean, I think the mantle of Iron Man is going to get thrown around to somebody in the near future, right? But from a pure storytelling perspective, it was so nice to be able to... Just for Tony to give him a hug. You know, like like when he jumped out of the he was like, "Oh, Mister Stark," and he just hugged him. I I thought that that was really nice because Iron Man and Spider Man are like two of my favorite superheroes, and it was just so great. To oh, see you're that wiping happen. away. Yeah, I don't I don't want to talk about it. Uh, no. just, it
0: <laughs> I I uh, yeah, and the fact he gets to meet up with his dad again, and he gets to kind of, you know, that was a very underrated scene. I felt like was when he got to talk with his dad and his dad obviously and him had some very rough Howard Stark and yeah, and Tony didn't really get along but the fact that he kind of gets to understand his father and um Lacey said the minute that she saw Doctor Strange put up the one finger oh, yeah. she knew that was what was happening so when he grabs the gauntlet and he says I'm invincible and he's like I am Iron Man that was ah. such a
1: good way to end it oh, oh, oh man no
0: you know, there's no there's no better way to to send off that character. And I think that honestly, Robert Downey Jr. is going to have the toughest time moving past this movie because Mm -hmm. this has been his life. And he was the one that, you know, they had a voiceover in the movie and you couldn't tell at one point. If there was, it was—I can't remember what exactly was being said, but you couldn't tell if it was Tony Stark or if it was actually Robert Downey Jr. talking. About oh, at oh, the, the very
1: end, yes, yeah, talking about yeah. the beginning
0: of the films and like believing in this dream and not really knowing if it was going to pan out, you know, and and then having it it actually work the way you want. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's so satisfying to have it end with him because he's the yeah. one that started it all. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that took a chance on him. And he was able to carry these films. I mean, honestly, because none of these other actors really had big names besides Sam L. Jackson. Right. Um, had big you know names beforehand, but you know because they had Robert Downey Jr., he could really throw his weight around, and they could say, "Oh, well, he's going to be in this new Spider-Man movie." So, you know, they paid ten million just to have him in it for like fifteen minutes. I mean, it was mm-hmm. insane. You know what I mean? Just to because they knew how much he could drum up some attention and stuff. So, the, there's no better way that this movie could have. There's no. Uh, other I think they way. did. They
1: did so okay. So the very very little things that they got wrong. I think, are completely offset by everything that they did so So right. So right. I
0: I feel like everybody in this day and age is such a critic. Like, anybody I talk to, they're like, well, it was good, but... And I'm like, what else could you have possibly wanted or expected from these characters? They all did exactly what I thought they would do. Yeah, exactly. And they all got to end in the way that they wanted to. This big 22 movie... You know, ten year yeah. adventure or eleven year adventure, finally coming to a close on a chapter, and still building up a new world of of these other storylines, mm-hmm. like you were talking about. You yeah. know,
1: and I will say, I think it also shows from from a character perspective how much weight Iron Man's character carried in that in you know the series because that that ending scene with a funeral with everybody, you see every single superhero that has ever appeared in these movies, and one thing that I didn't catch at first, but I was thinking about it on my way home. The kid from Iron Man 3 was at the funeral, too, and I thought that was...
0: He grew a lot in six years.
1: Yeah, yeah, quite frankly, yeah, yeah, a little bit. But also, uh, my one guy, actually, I put this up on my Twitter. I, I was expecting you to get into an argument with me about it. Bucky didn't dress up for the occasion. That dude wore a windbreaker to Iron Man's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about this? It was like the most emotional scene in the movie. And then he's sitting there all like stoic. I was like, man, <laughs> like, what a tie. God damn it. But
0: damn it, that jacket. My friend Lacey told me, she said she was, as she's crying, and Bucky's obviously her favorite character, <laughs> yeah, she's right. like sobbing, right? And she's like, man, that jacket is snazzy. That's, <laughs> he like. <laughs> it's like, don't look cool for once in your life. Wear a buy mouth. <laughs> Jesus. Ooh. Oh, but I loved it, and I'm probably going to see it again here soon, yeah. honestly, when I get the time. When I finally get a life yes. again.
1: Indeed. Before we do a send-off here, do you want to talk about the possible future of the MCU? Yeah, sure. Not even the possible future, well- but...
0: The whole point was that we had this send off. There's no end credits. This is the end of this, and God, that just shook me all over again. I'm done crying <laughs> over Captain America and Peggy dancing. I'm crying all over again because there's no credit scenes. It w- I was a mess, you know. Yeah. Um. And that was supposed to be like this finality, but obviously we know it's not. And Kevin Feige says that they have had they have their next four years already kind of mapped mm-hmm. out a little bit as to what they're going to do. So, what are your predictions as to? Okay.
1: Well, so what. One- one thing that actually I, I missed it when I saw the movie, but apparently some people are saying that. uh, So the scene when everybody starts going back to their own homes, right n- near the end of credits, when Peter Parker when he goes back to his school and he reunites with his friend, right. Apparently you can see a scroll shape shifting in the background. <gasps> apparently you could see li- like like a tall uh, like a tall shadowy figure quickly turn into like a kid, right. Ooh. That is seeing of secret invasion, and I am mm, I am here for it. That w- I am willing to put my money on that they are going to be. Like, that's going to be the next big event. I think that's going to be the next big push that they're going for. So, like, instead of Thanos, I think it's going to be the scroll. Okay. I I really think that. And um, if not, I mean, keep in mind Disney now also owns 20th Century Fox. Right. So, I mean, like, I'm expecting an X Men versus Avengers in some point within the next decade or so, which will make ten year old Jared very happy. <laughs> There's that. And then, I mean, like, not to mention now that they own Fox, they could do Silver Surfer, they could do Galactus. They have so many things that they, they like, it, the possibility is basically endless now. They could reboot the Fantastic Four again if they really wanted to.
0: Oh, let's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> let's just give that some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: well, that was not the back burner for Damn, me. Damn, man. Yeah, but, yeah. so there's that. Uh, I'm really hoping that, uh, again, since how they already kind of teased Ms. Marvel in Captain of Marvel, I think bring in, like, the Young Avengers having um, Nova. Uh, well, a uh, Nova movie's already confirmed. They're going to be doing that sometime in Phase 4. But, uh, like, so I would love to see Nova, Miss Marvel, that whole group there.
0: So what did you think of of Captain Marvel's integration into this movie?
1: Okay, so originally, and I, I, we actually talked about this in a previous podcast episode at some point, at yeah. some point a while back. Uh, originally, I was actually really excited for the Captain Marvel movie, but in, like, I thought it was all right. I didn't mind it. I just think Brie Larson, when she's by herself in that movie... Not a huge fan. I think when she's interacting with people like Nick Fury and then uh the soon to be hopefully Miss Marvel in the future with uh his friend's daughter. She's she's supposed to be Miss Marvel.
0: Wait, wait, what? What? Whose daughter?
1: Uh her friend's daughter from the Air Force. I oh, can't her name is gonna... escaping me right now. Oh my her God. daughter is Miss Marvel. Oh. So I'm really hoping they it, so, like, that's why I'm thinking that, like, they'll be doing, like, a Young Avengers thing in the future, uh-huh. which I'm very much hoping for. So, like, I, I liked I, I like Captain Marvel from, like, a story perspective, and, like, when Brie Larson's interacting with people, I thought she was, like, a really great actress for that role, but I think, like, there's certain parts in this movie where I'm just, I feel like she just wasn't implemented that well into Endgame, truthfully.
0: Yeah. Well, here's my one thing with her, is that she is... her. And this is coming from a layman's terms of not Hmm. really knowing about the comics or anything. She's so freaking powerful. I mean, she can she can fly. She can go into the galaxy without a helmet or anything and just breathe. She can shoot out fire from her, you know, from her hands. Um, She's super strong. She's super fast. What else am I missing here? She can basically just.
1: Yeah, you got to basically. You fly got it all. through
0: an airplane and destroy mm-hmm. it. Like, and I felt like I was like, well, what the hell? <laughs> what? She's so. So in Endgame, I, I thought that was kind of fitting that she was like, all right, I'm just going to go kick its ass. And Tony's like, hold the. Hold f- the on. We yeah, have yeah. been really busting our asses here, and it's really not going to be satisfying. <laughs> and that's what he really meant because that's how I was feeling. Yeah. It's not going to be satisfying if a new guy comes up and. Um,
1: it just wipes the floor with Anna's ass. Yeah, basically. I'm yeah. like,
0: no, no. <laughs>
1: but it, so, but here's the thing. This isn't it, your it, battle. And so, obviously, like I, I think it's a fair assessment to say I've probably read more of the comics out of the two of us.
0: Oh, 100%. But yeah.
1: The thing with Captain Marvel's character is that. Even though she's always been, like, this really strong alien, basically, Mm -hmm. like, alien-human hybrid, Mm -hmm. they, they, like, personality-wise, she doesn't really have any distinguishable traits, even in the comics, Mm -hmm. which kind of sucks. So, like, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, obviously it's not a Disney movie, it's Sony. Mm -hmm. But, like, they took a relatively flat character and really made the character come to life on the screen, right? Mm -hmm. I was hoping that they would give Captain Marvel that same kind of treatment, but they didn't really. So, like, like, let's take any any form of Spider-Man has always been, for the most part, just kind of, like, A little bit cocky, but always, like, super optimistic and always has, like, this really good sense of justice, right? he's a dork. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Stark has always been kind of, like, the lovable asshole that we all know, Mm -hmm. right? And then, like, Bruce Banner has always been kind of a little bit more, like, mild-mannered. Captain Marvel doesn't, like, she's just a really flat character, like, through and through. Yeah. And they couldn't, like, I really, really, really wanted them to kind of write around that and, like, give her more of, like, a character arc, but they didn't really do that. Yeah. Unfortunately. I
0: I would agree. I, I do feel like they kind of dropped the ball a little bit. And, and I mean, truth be told, I don't think – this was not a movie that was going to focus on the newer generation that they're setting up. For mm-hmm. Black Panther, for – you know, he's got, like, a brief part in this. Uh, uh, Drax doesn't even have any lines. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. None, none of the Guardians really have a lot of lines because they're going to have more movies, and so is Captain Marvel. This really was – Russo Bros just focused on sending off those – original six and being like all right this is where they're going to stand Mm -hmm. now i guess my whole feelings with brie larson and captain marvel and all that is that i know she's a fantastic actress we've seen it before in scott pilgrim versus the world we've seen it in the room you know she is a fantastic actress And she definitely has put in the work for the physicality of Captain Marvel. There's no doubt about it. I don't think any of this is her fault. I think that right now, we've still got a little bit of character shaping to do with her. You know what I mean? I would love to see her, if she's going to be sarcastic, be more of a sarcastic ass. You know what I mean? I I just, I want a little bit more of her, just her, her personality. Um, I feel like right now there's been too much focus on just you know, kind of where she fits in this. But there hasn't been a lot of focus on who the person behind Captain Marvel. And that's who I'm really interested in to see. And I hope they play around with more in the movies.
1: Um, I think what's confirmed already, they're doing a Black Widow movie. Presumably a-, a prequel. Yes. Uh, and, I would assume so.
0: And they have I think they were talking about, like, I don't know who they were talking about having, but it's not going to be Scarlett Johansson playing her. And that's going to kind of mess me up because Wait, I what? think... Yeah, they oh. I I I've heard rumor. I don't know that that's confirmed yet, but like the thing of it is is like w- that would be a very big mistake on Marvel's part because you, as you can see, we start to relate these actors to these characters and yeah. when you start to flip-flop them around, we don't like that. And DC's that's been DC's missteps is they've just been rotating jokers and rotating batmans and then it's like you have no uh Ties to any right. of them and it becomes more of a competition between the movies of which is better. Um there what has been confirmed is a, a Vision and uh, a I'm sorry, a Vision and Scarlet Witch miniseries.
1: Okay. What is that? Uh, WandaVision, right? Isn't that what they're calling it?
0: Oh I don't know. I, I think
1: That's it's called funny. WandaVision,
0: yeah. Um Loki. Mm -hmm. series which is gonna be their flagship for that disney plus oh yeah uh streaming service that's coming out in november the winter soldier and uh hawkeye series which i am so here for because those actors have such stupid good chemistry if you ever see them in interviews together anthony mackey is hilarious Mm -hmm. like i love him and um hawkeye series so so they're 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 really they're going back in with these series, you know. They've canceled out the the defenders kind of, and I don't know if they're going to bring them back into Disney Plus or if they're just canceling them out. I mean, there were some major missteps with the defenders.
1: Mm. Uh, I think what they're going to be doing with the defenders is I, I don't think they'll be producing any more shows with them, truthfully. But I do think that they'll probably just be having like. Like, oh, if you buy Disney+, Plus, you could watch all of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, you know, and, like, (laughs) I I bet you could watch, like, like, they're probably just gonna have it backlogged, realistically, I think. But, uh, I think the Loki series would be really cool, because now, uh, 2014, Loki has the Tesseract, so I think if we see, like, a dimension-hopping Loki series... I'm here for it. I think that would be really cool.
0: I tell you, his fan base is wild, man. Mm-hmm. Russo Bros said that th- he was dead. It was confirmed. You know, Tom Hiddleston said he was dead. It's confirmed. Those fans still thought Loki <laughs> was going to be alive by the time the, Endgame. Uh, there's the
1: push for it. Yeah,
0: yeah, because yeah, he and, was such a fan favorite. Mm. Yeah.
1: And also, th- there's another thing that uh, they, I don't know if they were actually teasing it or if it was just trying to be like the mandatory... Hey all the women are on are on the screen splash page thing which could have been executed better. I think we I right.
0: thought it was awesome. Okay, I started right. crying during that too. I was
1: <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I think that if if they really cuz they kind of had like a minor little thing with a lot of like the big name females in the MCU during Infinity War with uh it was Black Widow, Scarlet Witch and a couple others, right? When they were fighting off uh Okoye Ak- and My then,
0: bitch who, I love her
1: Who was the other uh, who are they fighting Thanos is uh, like his generals I can't mm-hmm. remember their names But basically when they were fighting them so they had like their little uh, kind of like they had their moment in Infinity War right Then they had like all the females uh, it, from the MCU as kind of like this big splash page at one point I kind of hope that's going to turn into like an A-Force thing which in the comics, this happens during the Secret Invasion series, to my knowledge, oh. uh, where it's all of the women. So it's like, in the comics, it's like She-Hulk, um, Captain Marvel, all of them, they all team up and it's just like this all-female uh, Avengers team, basically. Wow. I, I think that would be really cool if they did something with that. Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to happen immediately, but I could definitely see that like coming in like Probably within the next like five or ten movies.
0: I'm excited, and then obviously you know we've got a new Black Panther movie that's going to be coming out, Mm -hmm. and we've got um, Asgardians. The Asgardians, yeah. So I'm I'm excited. I'm ready, but I got to tell you, I I don't think anything will emulate this feeling of being able to see something come to fruition of this full storyline, overarching ten years, finally end. And I know they're gonna do another one, and it's gonna be great as well, but these were my original six, man, and yeah. there's gonna be nothing quite like it it's going again. It's gonna
1: be the send-off, yeah. Yeah. It'll be hard to beat.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you for nerding out with me it's for a bit. Right. This was so much fun, uh, just to sit and just nerd for a it's little so bit. fantastic. <laughs> it was, as you could say, fantastic Four.